Thanks for tuning in. This is Carlos. And this is Giselle. And you're listening to a true crime podcast about some famous and not so famous heists. And the masterminds and knuckleheads behind them. This is Thievery Podcast. We are rolling episode 10 of Thievery Podcast. How are you doing, Giselle? I'm doing good. I can't believe it's episode 10 already. How did that happen so fast? It's a nice number. 10. We got to 10. We got to double digits, baby. Yeah. Only going up from here. Exactly. Today was a fun day. I got to watch a lot of football, a lot Mm -hmm. of foosball. Mm -hmm. You were... In a closet doing some <laughs> revamping. I was literally cleaning out our closet all day, but it feels so boring. Good. I tried to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, you did. You did a very good job. Hell but yeah. that's okay. Everyone was out of my way today and I was in full on organization mode. So I feel good. Well, I'm glad you do. And now we are recording Sunday night. We're going to post this tomorrow. I'm mm-hmm. excited. Episode 10. I am like, I can't believe we got to 10. You know, it happened so quickly. It did happen really fast. It crept up on us very, very fast. But we're here. But yeah, um, let's let's jump into it. Let's do it. Today's episode of Thievery podcast is a little different from our usual formatting. Um, Usually we talk about a specific heist. But today I'm going to tell you about a ridiculous life of crime of a fascinating heister. Okay. Okay, So instead of we're going, we're not going to do one heist. We're just going to talk about this one person. Okay. This heister. Sounds good. Okay. Um, This story takes place between 2007 and 2010. Okay. Okay. So that's the time frame we're in. And like we always do at this time, I want to set the scene for the time period. But, uh, you know, since it's a lot of years to cover, we're going to just, you know, just pick a few things and uh, I'll tell you about what was happening during this time period. Um, so yeah, um, from two, uh, from 2007 to 2009, we were all dealing with a massive recession, the longest recession since world war two. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we were bailing out a ton of banks. Yep. Yeah. I think it was like $700 billion or something like that. Mm-hmm. A horrible financial times for us. Mm-hmm. Um, us, the U S I mean, yeah, I was, I was, I was balling. Yeah. No, no. Really. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we were still deep into the Iraq war. So mm-hmm. during that time period, the Iraq war was from like 2003 to 2011. Yeah. That's a long time. That is a long time. Yeah. During that time we had George Bush's president and Barack Obama was elected there towards the end. 2008, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, another crazy event that happened at this time period was in 2010, actually, the Deepwater Horizon oil rig. Do you remember this? Well, it was an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico, and it exploded, spilling millions of gallons of oil into the sea. And that spill became the worst oil spill in American history. Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, I think Mark Wahlberg even came out with a, a movie about it. Yeah. And it was like intense, super crazy movie. Yeah. But yeah, that's another crazy story that happened. Um. Let's just go into some 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 of the songs of this time okay, period. Okay, this is my favorite part. I know this is your favorite <laughs> part. And I'm just going to go ahead and just r- random allotment of okay. different songs Hits. from this whole. Yeah. Okay. Rihanna dropped Umbrella Ella 
L E E E Jam. Jam. Fergalicious came out. Oh my god. Yep. Um I'm not a big fan of Fergie. Me either. Single handedly killed the black eyed peas. That song was a hit. Yeah. Everyone knows that song. Kanye West released Stronger, which is another good song mm-hmm. i think people were, st- were still cranking that soldier boy oh Yoo! yeah they were because that was during my high school era and yes mm-hmm. correct um flow rider had that shorty got the apple, apple bottom, bottom jeans, jeans. Boo, with the fur. <laughs> low 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 here's another one that i i don't know i saw this on the list and i liked it i don't know why but it <laughs> i oh, always gosh. find myself singing this song in the shower Oh no! Remember Jordan Sparks released that song "Air." Oh my god! How am I supposed to breathe out air? Like her only hit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that song is always like follows you around. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, Crazy. but okay. <laughs> Coldplay um, released uh, "Viva La Vida." Okay. Which is actually not. I I didn't like that album. I, that song it was, was okay. Like it whatever. wasn't my favorite, yeah, but it was, it was it was. Yeah, and a ton of good okay. movies came out too. But like, you know what? I kind of want to just get into this Let's story. Let's Great. just jump, Let's jump into in. it. Let's get into some thievery here. Okay. Today's story revolves around Colton Harris Moore. Colton Harris Moore was born in Skagit Valley Hospital in Washington State on March 22nd, 1991. His parents, Pamela Kohler and Gordon Moore, his father, we're not what you call stand-up parents, okay? Um, both his mother and father reportedly struggled with drug abuse oh. and alcohol abuse. Mm. Yeah. His mother drank during the pregnancy, and it is said that Colton might have even had fetal alcohol syndrome. No. Yeah, so that what that is, if you don't know, is that it can interfere with the baby's development, causing physical and mental defects. I mean, she was, like, heavily drinking during pregnancy. Oh, she was pounding him. Jesus. Yeah. Um, his father abandoned the family when Colton was just a baby. So a total scumbag. Oh, this yeah. is a very sad start. Yeah. Colton's mother had to raise him all alone on Camano Island. Camano Island is a little island right off of uh, Washington State near mm-hmm. Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. So like one of those little little islands there. Um, and Colton and his mother lived in a shitty like single wide trailer. Mm-hmm. Like I saw pictures, we're gonna post them on social media. Did not look nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and his home life was terrible. Like I said earlier, his mother was a full blown alcoholic who would verbally and physically abuse him. Um, and it created like behavioral issues for Colton at an early age. Mm-hmm. By the time Colton was seven years old, he was constantly running away from home. He would just go live in the woods. Seven years Seven old. Seven years old. He would just take a sleeping bag, a flashlight, and get his Boy Scout on and just like go to the woods. Oh, Which is like so a crazy sad. thought. Like it's safer for your like mental and physical health at the age of seven to go live in the wild yeah he was like you know? forced to grow up so fast yeah obviously like, amongst the bears coyotes rattlesnakes like yeah right like that's, that's crazy crazy so like he felt more comfortable in the woods than he did at his own home yeah. you know it was it's, it's pretty sad. sad yeah anyway so i just wanted to give this little um what would you call it? A little tidbit here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's said that one out of every three houses in Camano Island are vacation homes. So mm. lots of rich people. Okay. And a lot of there. empty houses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. So Colton 
would break into these vacation homes when they were empty and he would steal food and other supplies he needed and then head back into the woods because he so was he even, was just like living in the woods living in the woods like, like a, a little, little tarzan feral, little feral child exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. and by the age of 12 colton was eventually caught with stolen items and he was sent to a juvenile detention center okay okay am i good like 12 years old like stolen candy bars understandable Maybe you pocket a Gatorade from the convenience store. Still okay. not. Okay. Still not, not good. Right. Still not but right. But like <laughs> definitely in like the realm of like right, right. getting a water cup at a fast food restaurant, Being filling like, it with Sprite, you know, yeah. like all normal things that I would be like, all right, whatever. But breaking into houses yeah. and stealing things like. Yeah. That's nuts. By at 12, 12. At 12. Yeah. Crazy. So um, have, have you ever stolen anything, by the way? I'd rather not say. My mom listens to this podcast. Does she? <laughs> oh. No, I don't. I I don't steal. Right. I've never stolen before. Yeah, me either. I, but I remember like when I was little, like I took like this like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like candy mm-hmm. from like this little like shop, and my dad like saw me like opening it in the car, and he was like, "Where the hell did you Where'd get that? I didn't buy that? that for you." Yeah. Grabbed me, took me back into the store, and was just like, "It was a, it was a lesson." Scared the crap he out had, of me. He you had know? to teach you a lesson. He had to. Um. But yeah, like I never really stole again. Anyway, so by the age of 14, Colton had dropped out of school, which was only like ninth grade. So he dropped out of school at 14. And Child Protective Custody Services were always showing up at his house. They believed he was neglected and abused, which he was. And they eventually put him in a foster home. Colton continued his life of crime, breaking into vacation homes stealing food and supplies, but he started stepping up the ante a Mm -hmm. little bit. Colton started accessing computers that homeowners had left and started stealing their identities. Oh, my God. Yeah. He would open credit cards in their names and order whatever food or supplies he wanted. And, yeah, took whatever he wanted and then back into the woods he went. Wow. Yeah. Colton was eventually arrested again in February 2007 and he was facing over 20 criminal charges for all the residential burglaries he did. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but he ended up taking a plea deal and it was sentenced to three years at a high security detention center. And I looked this place up. It's called Green Hill in Washington. It's a maximum security penitentiary for youth. So like Alcatraz for like little jits. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty scary. Yeah, you know? it's really scary. But while Colton attended Green Hill... He was like a model student inmate, you know, um, his grades were good. His behavior was like, like perfect. Like yeah. he was like this, like he's smart. He's a su- smart, kid. super smart, yeah. kid. well behaved, everything. So they, so they transferred him to a minimal security halfway house in 2008. Some people believed his model behavior at Green Hill was all for show. So he could be transferred to a place he could like escape from. Which is like fucked up, you know, like maybe this kid was just trying to get his life together, right? Mm -hmm. Nah. Two months later, he escaped from the halfway house. He climbed through an unlocked window and peaced out. Man, where he when he sees an opportunity, he just jumps right in. Yeah, literally in this case, he jumped right out. Out. (laughs) (laughs) So all those who suspected it was all like a ruse were absolutely right. A felony warrant for Colton's arrest is issued immediately. 
And by the way, Colton's only 17 years old at this time. He's Jeez. still like a kid. You know, this is like crazy. Wild to me. Once Colton escaped the halfway house, he stole a car and drove it back to Camino Island, where he began his life of crime again, breaking into multiple vacation houses and local stores. I think in a matter of a couple weeks, he had broken into like 12 houses and like nine stores. Oh my god! Yeah, it was insane. It was like people were like, "What is happening? Like, what? Like, why is this happening?" That is like, insane. Yeah, Colton was buying expensive equipment with the stolen credit cards that he would find at these <laughs> houses. He was buying like GPS equipment, outdoor gear, night vision goggles, binoculars. Uh, oh, he was just going bear right. mace. Like everything you could think of that you can get at Bass Pro Shop. This guy yeah. had like the Bass Pro Shop in his backpack. He yeah. had everything. Colton was living off the grid. He was setting up his camp in the woods, you know, and then like I said, he would come into town, rob some houses, rob some stores, and then back into the woods he went. Wow. He was like a phantom. Important little fun fact. He never wore shoes. Like ever. Like during these robberies, he was always barefoot. Okay. Yeah. So he's like a little weird kid. Very you know? strange, but okay. Yeah. All right. So the townsfolk of Camino Island, Camino Island, they weren't too happy with the rampant theft that was happening. Rightfully you know, so. You know, all of a sudden there's like a million robberies going down. It's like they were just like baffled. Like wh what's happening? Even the news outlets were beginning to cover the story, but they just didn't know it was Colton yet. Oh my yeah it was just some like random like barefooted robber on a surveillance camera is like all they had you know they didn't they didn't <laughs> know it was him you know yeah it is said that colton would even break into a house steal some credit cards then he would order equipment that he wanted followed the shipping and tracking numbers from like his tent in the woods and once it would arrive back at the house he would break back into the house and steal it what yeah insane like this is obviously this is the era way before ring cameras <laughs> oh yeah way before ring cameras yeah where are you ring during all this he would never get away with this now like there's no way no it, it's crazy wow it's it's absurd like this story is like crazy and it just gets crazy it's, it's like unbelievable so now it's july 18th 2008 colton steals a black mercedes and he's speeding through town at like 100 miles per hour. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. The police begin to chase the stolen car. And as they begin to close in on the Mercedes, Colton jumps out of the moving vehicle. <laughs> and he like takes off into the woods. And the car ends up like crashing into a ditch. He's like a ninja. Like a ninja. Like the Terminator. <laughs> like he just jumped out of the car. I'm at, figuring he just like rolled with the momentum and just like got up and just kept on running. Like. What? Police were like, what the fuck was that? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> they search the car and they find like a bunch of stolen credit cards, a bunch of cash, and they find a digital camera. Okay. So, that's, so another era thing, like digital camera. Yeah, you know, like no yeah, one has a digital camera anymore. They look through the photos taken on the camera and they see a selfie of colton no that he had taken no yeah. no selfie on a digital camera yeah a selfie but back then it wasn't back. a selfie it was probably called a self-portrait <laughs> but we're gonna call it selfie so you people understand so yeah he they found a selfie of him on the on the roll you know like mm -hmm. and um that's when it all clicked for the police they finally figured out who was doing all these robberies oh my gosh yeah when the media finds out that it's a 17-year-old fugitive kid <laughs> oh 
who was doing all these robberies, the story just blows up. Mm-hmm. The media even gives him the name the Barefoot Bandit. <laughs> okay. Apparently, police would find bare footprints at the scene of like lots of robberies, like in the mud, a footprint, muddy foot inside a house. Like, I wonder what strange conspiracy theories are coming out about this story. I'm sure there were so many. Like, yeah. I just can't believe this kid would do all this with no shoes on. He must have had like some like Neanderthal feet. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, he lived in the woods with no shoes. How yeah. in the world? Caveman feet. Like, well, yo, running through the woods, <laughs> breaking into house, houses, stores, all barefoot. Like, He's like a werewolf. Yeah, weird. <laughs> like I said, feral child. Like, this is just like, what are you? So lots of pressure on the police to find this kid. He started making the police look bad. How can they not catch this little, like, shoeless kid in the woods? You mm-hmm. know, like, like, these cops have, like, gear and, like, boots. And this kid's just a barefoot kid just running through the woods. Yeah, that's crazy. But he grew up there. He knew the woods, like, the back of his hand. Yeah. All right. So, Colton started feeling the heat as well. And he decided to get off Kamano Island. Colton ends up stealing a boat. Oh, my gosh. And heads to Orcas Island, which is in Washington, which is an island, like, two hours north of Kamano. As soon as Colton arrives... He begins the same lifestyle of stealing and jungle living, you know, just back into the woods. He went doing the same That's thing. That's his normal lifestyle. So it's Rob- no big deal for him. And he was good at it. Robbing empty places, robbing stores at night. Oh, my god! Back gosh. into the woods he went. Over the next month, the police got so many calls regarding the burglaries. <laughs> people in this small island community began to like panic. It was like a pandemic. They were like what is happening like, this doesn't make any sense <laughs> and it's like, well that's one person yeah it was nuts like the amount of robberies it was just like it, it was nuts they the community with him the community had to set up a town hall meeting to address this police had to like ramp up their operations to catch the suspected colton harris more police assembled swat teams roadblocks checkpoints anything they could do to catch this kid <laughs> <laughs> And then Colton, again, started feeling the heat closing in on him. So he does one of the craziest things ever. Oh, gosh. It's November 2008. (laughs) Colton sneaks into a small airport hangar and steals a Cessna 182, which is a small single engine plane. And with absolutely no experience, (laughs) manages to turn on the plane and take off from the island. What? Are you kidding me? This is may this is this absolutely kid has nuts. got some balls <laughs> massive nuts like I, I, it's like mind-blowing he is invincible in his mind apparently he taught himself how to fly from reading aircraft manuals and playing countless hours of microsoft flight simulator <laughs> which was his favorite game since he was little Oh I just picture like a little kid sitting in a tent in the woods I on was, a laptop playing I was flight just simulator. Say that he was playing this in the woods. Do you know how crazy this is? Uh, yeah. it, it that's like me going to Fallujah to combat the Taliban insurgency because I played Call of Duty. Yeah, no, like wh- no. like <laughs> like a little far fetched. Like, what are you doing? Slightly it's ridiculous. Far fetched, but yeah. I'm dying to see where this goes. So as Colton is flying the stolen Cessna, he realizes he's running out of gas Mm. he ends up having to crash land 300 miles east on the yakama indian reservation in washington so 300 miles east 
like a little Indian reservation, crash lands. Survives. Totally fine. <laughs> he like knocked himself out. I, I think he probably woke up, like puked on himself and was just like, holy shit, what the fuck? Like, well, <laughs> like flight simulator taught you how to fly, but, but not, not land, you know, like you what? forgot one the very most important, important detail. <laughs> so I also read when the police arrived at the crash site, they knew it was Colton because they found a muddy barefoot print like in the cockpit <laughs> like barefoot bandit strikes again uh yo but by this time colton had become like quite popular on social media he had a fan club on facebook that had like thousands of you're fans. kidding yeah. me people were selling merch with his face no. on it there are even songs people wrote about him you're like little kidding. like folk songs like no yo this kid was like a folk hero of sorts like it was like <laughs> yeah like it was a young kid sticking it to the cops you know making them look like ducks you know like these cops that's were like in, that's insane yeah and my this kid is like 17 years old like doing yeah all he's this. a kid it's, it's yeah. nuts over the next few months things were pretty quiet some people thought he might have been dead some people thought he gave up his life of crime wait so he got away oh yeah oh <laughs> oh yeah they got there they got there and they found a, a, a footprint and that's it gone the kid was gone back into the woods he went gone yeah so like i said over the next few months things were quiet they thought he you know he might have been dead or some people thought he gave up his life mm -hmm. of crime mm -hmm. neither was true he was actually constantly on the move stealing cars and driving them till they ran out of gas then he would steal another one oh, and so on and so on he would just like gosh. once they ran out of gas take another car from wherever he was take as far as he can go another one and he was like in reno he was in Sacramento. He was in Eastern Washington. Just he just stayed on the move, wow. just moving. You know, in May two thousand nine. Oh my god! Colton gosh. is now eighteen years old. Okay, he comes back to his hometown of Camino Island uh -oh. and starts creating havoc again, <laughs> doing the normal breaking and entering like usual. But he starts to go to war with the cops. Colton broke into police cars, stealing guns and ammunition. No. This kid even broke into a fire station and stole an infrared camera that he apparently used to scan houses to see if there were people that if like people were home or not. What? Yeah. Like he's now now now, now you're like you're pushing. Okay. Now you're breaking into now cop cars and stuff it. like that. Yeah. Like in the fire station. Like Yeah. 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 All yeah. right, bro. So Camino Island police had to ramp up once again to defend their, their town from Colton, you know? Only this time he was armed. He yeah. was never known to be violent before, but they just couldn't take any chances. No. Now this guy has guns and ammunition. Like, eh, it's a little scarier. It's, it was all fun and games before. Now, yeah. All summer, Colton was living in the woods, breaking and entering into multiple houses and business establishments. But the police, although close, could never catch the cunning barefoot bandit they just couldn't get him they got really close like one time he broke into a house these freaking cops and they surrounded the house and he managed to like slide out a window and into the woods like they just <sighs> couldn't catch the kid what in the world no and this story gets crazier and crazier and crazier it's now september 11th 2009 colton steals his second plane what from san juan it's San Juan Island Airport. So it's another island up there uh -huh. in the same area. Mm -hmm. So he steals another airplane. This time he flies to back to Orcas Island and he crash lands that plane <laughs> at their public airport and flees into the woods. So What? Yeah. 
So and he by this this time the first one he like legit crashed like crash land. This one he like hit the deck he, like, and like skid the floor. And no and no, but like the the wheels like ripped off and then like cr- <laughs> like like a legit crash. Like you don't you know like. But it was a smooth crash. <laughs> a, a smoother crash than the first one. But still, like, leg- that's a legit crash. Like, if you saw an airplane do that, you'd be like, that's a crash landing. You know, not like a, whoa, he's falling with style. No. Police, so police were aware that he was on the island. So, again, they gathered up the cavalry to go get him. But Colton managed to evade them again. Oh, my God. This time, he steals a twin-engine speedboat and takes off. He crosses the border into Canada to a place called Point Roberts. Okay? So, yeah. I just have so many questions. Like, okay, go ahead. How, like... How easy is it to steal a boat and stuff like that in planes? How easy is it to steal a boat? He went across the border. No one, no, no, like, no one in the water saw him, like, try to stop him. Like, he just goes yeah, into just, another country you without... You see a boat going. Like, I mean, I guess the Canadian, like, it's Canada. But still... It's like, they're they probably, like, super chill. They're and probably... Then he, and then crash lands his plane in that little island which i'm assuming is a tiny island tiny I mean, island they're this is like public they're public airport though so it's like yeah I, but it's not like you're thinking like miami international airport it's not no, like that it's like a little it's like tamiami t- little airport like but little tiny little like I just puddle jumpers like it's not like massive airport dan how he just got away every time these dodo cops like what were they doing but they weren't waiting for him there you know it was just like I a plane guess. crash and by the time anybody can call it in and back into the woods he went you know that's true yeah so like i said this guy steals a twin engine boat and goes into canada to a place like i said point roberts okay over the next few weeks colton commits commits a bunch of robberies in canada oh my god this kid is shameless he steals a bunch of cars all throughout british columbia he's just like going through british columbia just like stealing cars breaking into places taking what he needs he then crosses back into the united states Hmm. and stops in a place called bonner's ferry which is in northern idaho okay it's now september 29th 2009 okay okay Colton breaks into Bonner's Ferry airplane hangar oh my and God. steals his third plane. You're kidding me. No. This is a true story. If you, I'm telling you, the story gets crazier and crazier. If you don't believe me, look it up. The Barefoot Bandit, this guy, he's on his third plane right now. So he steals his third plane, another Cessna. He manages to fly it 260 miles west and ends up crash landing it again, <laughs> this time in Granite Falls, Washington. Okay. Sources say he was headed back to Camino Island, but he never made it. I'm assuming you probably ran out of gas or something, or I don't know what. Yep. Or maybe he thought they would be waiting for him, but crash lands it again. This dude has now successfully slash unsuccessfully crashed three planes. It is. <laughs> I mean, he survived three. He, he could actually say he has survived three plane crashes. Three plane crashes. <laughs> <laughs> By this time... He has become the prime suspect for approximately 100 thefts throughout Washington, Idaho, and Canada. He's a ser- he's a serial heister. That's what he is. Yeah. Um, most most of which involved cars, airplanes, boats. Yeah. Like this guy was just crazy. Absolutely insane. Colton now had a new felony arrest warrant, um, you know, because he stole that plane in mm-hmm. um, Bonner's Ferry. Uh, but he could care less because... On February 10th, 2010. Oh my 
he steals another plane. This is number four. Oh my gosh, I can't. And he steals this one from the Ana Cortez Airport. And he hard lands that one as well. <laughs> back Not in, shocked. Back in Orcas Island again. Okay. Four planes. This kid has stolen four planes. Like, hello, yeah. what is happening here? Can you just st- stop leaving your keys in the airplanes? Like, what? Is, how easy is I it? Don't, I don't know. <laughs> if, if you're listening to this podcast, please reach out to us on your <clears throat> social media and let me know. How easy is it to steal a plane? If you're a plane connoisseur and you know about planes... <laughs> Is it like just a button you hit? Yeah, is like it you like just a, like a few switches like you see in the movies. Like are there keys? You just switch a couple of things up and then you're going. You're is ready to go. Is it a known go? thing? You just keep it in like the, the <laughs> visor? It's like crazy. So yeah, his fourth plane crashes it back into Orcas Island and Colton begins his usual robbing again. This time he robs a supermarket. You know, he breaks into a safe, steals a bunch of cash. Oh my God. But on his way out, he starts. He draws big cartoon footprints leading no. like out the store exit, and he writes "see ya" before leaving the supermarket. Oh, you know, like essentially embracing his nickname gosh. as the Barefoot Bandit. I have photos he's of this too, and I'm putting those on social. Up. He's just eating it. He's all loving. Up. It. He's got to be loving it. At this point, the FBI, Homeland Security. <laughs> Like everybody they had to call the big dogs. Yeah. They were like, we can't do this. They anymore. all get involved in a manhunt. Several agents were deployed to Orcas Island. <laughs> Coast Guard was patrolling offshore on the lookout for suspicious boating activity. I mean, hello. Where have they been? Even a Black Hawk, a Black Hawk helicopter was flown in to help with the manhunt efforts so they can like scan the woods and find him. Wow. But again, Colton was able to escape the island and make it to nearby San Juan Island, where he stole a boat and headed back to Camano Island. So this guy is just like, just island hopping. We need to we need to post a map. Yeah, to like show yeah, you'll these see the islands. map. These, uh, my, look, okay, so it's like right off of Washington State. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's just like these little islands, yeah. little chain of islands. So yeah. they're all like within like you know, yeah, few miles from each other. You know, yeah. it's like they're not like you're not like flying. You know super far you know it's all like right there yeah so after that after he got away there and he went back to Camino island the the fbi gave a ten thousand dollar reward for any information leading to the arrest of this you know 19 year old fugitive they were looking stupid like they could not yo you have local police fbi (laughs) homeland security coast guard and this is a 19 year old boy just making you guys look like like rookies like it's embarrassing crazy so it's like june 2010 colton somehow manages to evade heavily like heavy police presence in washington and he heads across the country in a bunch of stolen cars <laughs> yeah so he's just stealing cars all throughout the country just heading across and he makes it to east illinois okay wow he got far yeah yeah so it's like i said it was june the next month it was july 4th 2010 Colton steals plane number five oh my gosh. from an airport in Bloomington, Indiana. And he begins his journey to Cuba. What? Yeah. Yeah. So from, from Indiana to Cuba, he's going to Cuba. Why Cuba? Why? Yes. Yeah. So it know. is said he was obsessed with big booty Latinas and mojitos. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> kidding uh, it was actually because of their uh extradition laws 
You're so dumb. So it was all like legal. Such a freaking idiot. They couldn't get him. He was like, yeah, I'm safe in Cuba. They can't get me. They can't get me. <sighs> um, yeah. Uh, so Colton actually made it as far as Great Abaco Islands in the Bahamas. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he was forced to crash land there. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. This guy hasn't successfully landed not one plane. He's stolen five You would five think planes. he'd learn after, you know, yeah, five yeah. times. Yeah, no. Five time is not the It charm. must be the hardest part of flying is landing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> this guy hasn't figured it out yet. <laughs> so once the plane is crashed, okay, he crashed the lands in the Bahamas, it sends like an SOS signal to the Coast Guard. <gasps> all right. And then the Coast Guard, they they call up the owner of the plane and they're like, oh my God, are you okay? Do you need any help? Like we He's see like, that you crash land in the Bahamas. What? This dude was like, do I need help in the, the Bahamas? He's like, dude, I'm in Indiana. Like, this guy was like hung over from 4th of July the night yeah. before. Like, like what? He's like, oh, and they were like, oh, instantly they knew this was Colton again. Oh, my like, because no one's stealing planes. People don't just steal planes. Like it had to be this kid. This kid's on number five already. Wow. He's, the, oh, he's a number one suspect. He did it. <laughs> Crazy. So Colton finds his way to like a nearby fishing village where he survived for several days by stealing food and like he was stealing food from like nearby stores and restaurants. Mm -hmm. So, you know, doing the same thing as huge. Yeah. Which is crazy because he's like a six foot eight white boy in the Bahamas. This yeah. Dude, he would probably stick out like a sore thumb. No tan. White as hell. Yeah. Yeah. He still got like a sore no thumb. No shoes. Let's not forget. Yeah. He was like the Bahamian Bigfoot. He would yeah. just like appear and disappear into the woods. Like, yeah, this is like literally the Bahamian Bigfoot. I <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the Bahamian government was notified that the barefoot bandit was on their turf <laughs> and they informed him who he was. And the Bahamian government ends up locking down the airport plastering wanted posters everywhere you know like they should you know like letting yep. everybody know days later colton ends up stealing a small boat oh. and drives it across like the bay to a dock where a bunch of people were just like hanging out having beers whatever oh, okay. what do they drink over there kalikis or yeah. whatever kaliks or whatever yeah, kaliks they're chilling having a good old time eating conch <clears throat> whatever they conch eat fritters conch fritters colton starts screaming at them to call the cops, call the police because he wanted to be chased. And they were like, <laughs> He's who, bored. The, who the fuck are these kids? And Colton was like, I'm Colton Harris Moore. I'm the barefoot bandit. Call the cops. I'm bored. Uh, I want to get chased. He, he really said he, he said was that. bored. He said that. So when you said that, I was like, yep, he said that. You're kidding. He was bored. He wanted to be chased. <laughs> the people, the doc began to realize, whoa, he's the one from the wanted posters. Like, let's call the cops. Like, the whole country is looking for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Colton then takes off across the bay to where a bunch of hotels were. He pulls up to, like, a massive dock where, like, all the tourists park their boats. And he jumps off his boat. He's chased by a security guard, but Colton manages to hide from him. The Bahamian forces pull up to the dock, and they are squatted up. We're talking about, like, they come in fully loaded all their all their troops yeah they're not playing they begin to comb through the whole area searching for him like that's really scary if you're yeah. a tourist in that area too, yeah to see that oh um, by the way like a little side note like i think the jail in the bahamas is like rated like one of the worst jails to really? ever be at yeah like you do not want to be there oh my gosh yeah i didn't know that yeah but that's just like a little side note but so they start combing the whole area like searching for this dude. yeah super scary 
one of the boat police officers while searching for Colton because they were searching from searching for him for a while. He had to use the bathroom, so he pulls up to the dock and heads into the restroom. Once he does that, he hears his boat rev away. No. <laughs> yep. Colton was waiting in the shadows, no. waiting for his perfect opportunity to steal the boat, and he stole. He's the like co- the Invisible Man. Yeah. It, like I don't a, understand. Where is he, he hiding? And he's six foot eight. <laughs> like, white where boy. Where is he hiding? He was like like under the under the <clears throat> under the dock or something in the water. I don't know what. Crazy. Colton is immediately chased by the rest of the Bahamian police. Like a crazy like chase on the water ensues. But like Colton's unfamiliar with like the Bahamian waterways. Mm. So he runs onto a sandbar and his boat gets stuck. Oh, there you go. He's immediately surrounded by Bahamian forces. Colton then pulls out a gun and presses it to his head. No. Oh no. He threatens, he threatens to shoot himself. And the Bahamian, no, he wouldn't. the Bahamian authorities begin pleading with him, you know, like, I don't know, like, it's not worth it, man. Put the gun down. <laughs> no. Something no, like that. I don't know. Stop. That was, a, that was a better accent, though, right? Yes. That actually Put the was. gun down. All right. We don't, we don't need to do it a couple Lord of times. Lord have mercy. Okay. All right. Okay, okay. So Colton turns around and he tries to, like, rev the boat off the sandbar again. Mm-hmm. But, like, no luck. Of course. It was at this point where the Bahamian police just start shooting up the boat. No. They start spraying bullets into the boat's engine. No. And like ending his chances for a getaway. So they weren't really shooting at him, but oh, okay. they started like spraying the boat down. Yeah. So he's not still scary. A boat's not that big. Like you can get hit, but they ended he's, up spraying the entire boat down and like he's not going Swiss anywhere. cheese the yeah. boat. Boat's done. Yeah. So Colton just gives up. He puts his hands up after that and he's sworn by bahamian forces wow colton harris moore the barefoot bandit was arrested july 11th 2010 wow he was eventually extradited to the u.s where he awaited trial colton was facing 20 to 30 years for all the theft property damage stolen identities everything i think it was like 67 different felonies in three different countries oh my gosh he ends up getting a super famous lawyer by the name of John Henry Brown to defend him. Brown actually takes it pro bono. like a fr- He takes it on for free, this case. No way. Of course, it's a famous case. Like, this is going to be... Yo, that that lawyer, John Henry Brown, actually defended Ted Bundy. That was Ted Bundy's lawyer. Shut the front door. Yeah, it was crazy. He got, he got, like, the best of the best. Like, I this mean, guy's the known, like... the best of the best, like... <laughs> Lawyers, like lawyer wise, like oh, if, like if it's I was all say, like if, the lawyer got the best of the best criminals. They say if really? like all the evidence is stacked against you, this is the guy you want to defend. Ugh, he he defended Ted Bundy. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Anyway, Terrible. anyway. So during the court proceedings, they came up with like a restitution amount of one point four million dollars that Colton had to pay the victims mm-hmm. back for all mm-hmm. the damages and everything. One point four million. It's a lot of money. Yeah. But Colton's lawyer helped him secure a deal with 20th Century Fox, the movie production company, (laughs) to sell off the rights to his life for $1.2 million. Shut up. So Colton would be able to pretty much pay everyone back with that money, which is pretty crazy. Like, wow. Yeah. Colton's lawyer, Brown, during the trial, ends up painting Colton's early years of his life to the jury and judge how he was abused Mm-hmm. You know, his home life, how bad it was, product of his environment, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. They fell for it. They all felt sorry for him, for Colton, mm-hmm. you know? And and you could see it, but, like, still. Yeah, know. he's a criminal. He's a criminal, but 
he painted this beautiful picture of like yeah sadness mm-hmm. colton ends up only getting six years <gasps> for all his crimes no yeah so Colton uh, told the court that he was genuinely remorseful for his crimes. Of course he's going to. And that when he got out of prison, he planned on becoming an uh, aeronautical engineer. Um, and on September 2nd, 2016, Colton Harris Moore, who was now 25 years old, was released from prison on probation. And uh, he went to go live at a, half- a halfway house in Seattle. Um, he took a part-time clerical job at his lawyer's firm, John Henry Brown. Um, yeah, he ended up completing his probation. He re- And then he remained reclusive, erasing all traces of himself on social media. His whereabouts currently are unknown. He, he, lives, just in kinda like just, he lives in the woods. He lives in the woods, probably just disappeared. <laughs> Let's be real, he lives in the freaking woods. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the story of the barefoot bandit. That is so crazy, especially after hearing all these stories these last few weeks of these groups of people that like put together these crazy heists and they do like one dumb thing and then they get caught. Right. And he was just at it for years and years and years. And it was just like a goose chase and they couldn't catch Like, that's incredible. They couldn't to me. catch him. He was. He was invisible. Like, in, what? They, yeah. they, they, like the predator hide. in the woods. Yeah. yeah. Like, just. It's so. It, like a Bigfoot. Like, it literally is like what it was insane yo like i said he got so popular on social media like on facebook people were like i am going to immediately look him up you have to i'm gonna post like a bunch of i have a bunch of photos of him that i'm putting up on social media of like plane crashes i have the photos the plane the planes five planes and i guess i never thought of it like you even mentioned it that no one steals planes like that's not something so like he was the only suspect i never thought about it's true like yeah because people don't do that in order to steal a plane, you gotta learn how to, how to fly. Exactly, you don't know how to fly, and, and no pilot, one has the balls to possibly not know how to fly and then land it, not know what you're doing. Like exactly. you're risking your life. It's just yeah. wild. What a wild story! No, and the fact so that he good. taught himself on flight <clears throat> simulator, like. I mean, I will say though, he sounds sounds like a very smart. He kid. was. Unfortunately, he, was. he you know his circumstances obviously didn't set him up for much. Right, in and I didn't life. do like a deep dive of him, but when he was like at these like penitentiaries and like these youth like these youth yeah. jail and stuff like that there were like other like inmates that he was friends with and stuff and they all said the same thing that this guy was just smart yeah he, he i was mean just, just like naturally the, uh, smart alone like he's smart you could tell you yeah. could tell just from the story that he, this was a smart kid he just yeah this was the just life had a he bad, chose yeah, yeah. Just had a bad r- that's the path that was the path for him insane huh yeah colton harris moore the barefoot bandit so if you're good. out there and about and you hear this story <laughs> we love you man Dude, that was a crazy <laughs> ass story i love your story don't don't steal my car please <laughs> actually <laughs> you can don't steal my car oh, don't no. steal my wife's car <laughs> mine on the other hand you might not make it that far but <laughs> but yeah thanks thank you guys for tuning in that was another episode of thievery podcast episode just remember 10. We're dropping new episodes every Monday, so don't forget to tune in. Go to social media. We're going to be posting pictures. Mm-hmm. Swipe through. Swipe through see our a- photos. Mm-hmm. Read the caption. We put all the descriptions there in the caption. Um, be sure to also, you know, drop us a drop us a message. Leave some comments. Uh, email us at hello at theverypodcast.com with your story suggestions. And rate us. Rate us wherever you listen to us from. That really helps us out. But um, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you Monday. Later. Bye.